Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings from San Francisco this morning, and a good Thursday to you as well. I'm Sean Kelly. We are broadcasting today from the Pelicans Team Hotel, the St. Regis down near the Financial District in uh, San Francisco. The Pels uh, start a road trip up tonight against the Golden State Warriors, one of the best teams in the NBA coming into this evening's uh, action. And, of course, we'll preview not only tonight's game, but the upcoming road trip here that finds the Pelicans uh, going up against the Clippers and the Lakers here out west as well. We'll do that on today's show. And then we turn our attention fully to football. We've got a great Thursday, as always, as we visit with the voices We've got Kenny Albert from the NFL on Fox stopping by. Kenny will be calling the game on Fox with uh, Daryl Johnston and Tony Siragusa on Sunday from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And, of course, the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, joins us as well to discuss Saints and Panthers, a big, big, big one here for both sides here this weekend. Uh, It's been raining like you wouldn't believe out here in California. They've had flooding and mudslides and everything else. But um, the good news for us here is that the sun appears to be trying to – strike through the clouds in San Francisco, and so we're anxious for a good day today, a day that we'll see the uh, Pelicans uh, shoot-around, do their morning shoot-around at the uh, famous Olympic Club here in San Francisco, and then head over later this evening to uh, Oracle Arena over in Oakland to take on the Warriors. So, of course, we're going to preview that for you. Um, Other doings, uh, of course, with the Saints, you know, of course, every week we've got full coverage on NewOrleansSaints.com. Yesterday was the first full day back to work for the Saints, and so if you missed the post-practice press conferences with head coach Sean Payton or quarterback Drew Brees or John DeShazer's uh, visits with players in the Saints locker room, you can always find those at NewOrleansSaints.com or on your Saints mobile app. Today, though, we're going to go with the guys that will be calling the game this weekend. Visit with the voices and a preview of Pelicans Warriors in just a moment. We'll continue from San Francisco here on the Black and Blue Report right after this. 
Pelicans fans. Be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. We've got a lot of football coming your way here shortly on the Black and Blue Report. Kenny Albert from the NFL on Fox and Jim Henderson still to join us as we continue here from San Francisco. Let's get you a preview of tonight's big game for the Pelicans. Now at 8-8, eight and eight, the Pelicans will look to get over 500 and beat the uh, Golden State Warriors for the first time in seven tries. All this comes tonight on national television. It's a 9.30 tip-off central time. And, of course, we'll have the game on the Pelicans radio network, but uh, it will be a nationwide audience for the Pelicans and Anthony Davis as the uh, Pels make their first appearance on TNT this season. It won't be easy. They are up against a Golden State squad that's won 10 in a row. They'll be going for a franchise record tying 11th straight tonight. They have not um, made that kind of a run since uh, the year I was born, 1971-72. So they're off to their best start in uh, their 69-year history, and uh, they're doing so with a veteran squad that does not feature a single rookie. Uh, This is a good start for Steve Kerr's team. They've led the league now in double-digit victories. Uh, Ten times now they've blown out uh, teams on their way to wins, and they're 11-0 this year when holding opponents under 100 points. We'll probably see a sellout tonight as well as it probably will be the 90th straight at Oracle Arena. They love watching that uh, tandem in the backboard, a very special one in Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. With more on those two guys and on the Warriors in general, here are some thoughts from Pelicans head coach Monty Williams about his opponent tonight. Well, I I think he's done a really good job of uh, using what they do well and and keeping it going. You know, he, he he didn't have to change a lot. That was a pretty good team. And Steve's got a high IQ for the game. Um, he's got Ron Adams on his staff, who's a basketball lifer and well-respected throughout the NBA. And not to mention they got a, a few guys who are probably on a lot of people's all-star ballots. Um, two guys that I had a chance to work with this summer that are about as deadly a shooting combo as I've ever seen. So uh, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson have been uh, nightmares for a lot of people. We, we have to make it tough on them on the defensive end and impose our uh, force and will onto them. We got to be able to, you know, limit their three-point shots, and we got to be able to run, uh, put them in timeout situations, uh, get to the free throw line so we can set our defense, and then we got to mix our defenses up. You know, we're going to have multiple guys guarding their guys, and so we got to make sure we take advantage of our speed and quickness. All right, again, that's head coach Monty Williams about the Golden State Warriors. Well, what do we know about the Pelicans? We know this, that they're back to 500 after a big win over the Oklahoma City Thunder two nights ago. 112-104 was the final score. 
Anthony Davis put up another historic, out-of-this-world type of line. He'll probably need to do so again tonight for a Pelicans team that's trying to get back on track here. And, of course, there were a lot of signs on a Tuesday against the Thunder that they're ready to do so. They kind of got rid of that first quarter bugaboo. They found a way to finish in the end of the game. Um, and so maybe a, they can build something here. Now, what can you build against the Warriors and then the Clippers and the Lakers? I'm not so sure. But if you were to look at this road trip and say, if the Pelicans took two out of three on this road trip, it would be an ecstatically, wildly successful road trip in my eyes when you look at the caliber of teams you're playing. Um, certainly one and two better happen since you're playing the Lakers on Sunday. But you could really set the tone tonight for the uh, trip. You can send a message on national television tonight. And uh, you do a lot of good for your team confidence by taking care of business against the Golden State Warriors. And that is, again, not going to be an easy task as I gave you those earlier numbers. One thing that I'll look the Pelicans to do tonight is that's to pound the Warriors down in the paint. The uh, Pelicans, if you include Tuesday's game against the Thunder, now have nine games this season where they've scored 50-plus points in the paint. As, as a matter of fact, nearly 48% of the Pelicans' total points on the season have come in the color. So we'll see if that can continue tonight. That should allow the Pelicans to get up and down the floor a little bit. And when they're playing wide open and in the open floor, that seems to be the formula right now uh, for the Pelicans in their eight wins as opposed to their eight losses. Uh, one other thing to keep in mind tonight when you're watching, and this bared out again on Tuesday against the Thunder, when the Pelicans are playing out in front at the end of the third quarter, they're eight and two. When they can Get that lead going to the fourth. They're much better than when not because, frankly, friends, when they're trailing after the third quarter, they're 0-6 on the season. And here at Oracle, I have a feeling that uh, if you're down after three, that could tell us all that we need to know. Of course, everything can change, and we'll see how that plays out. But, again, 9.30 Central tonight, Pelicans and Warriors, uh, big-time Western Conference matchup, something to be said for the Pelicans if they can come out of here with a win tonight. With regard to head coach Monty Williams, don't forget, later on tonight, uh, we'll have the Monty Williams radio program for you. That's on our flagship station of the uh, network, 105.3 WWL-FM. Normally at 8 Central on Thursdays. Tonight it will be 9 o'clock Central and will lead us right up to game time here out in San Francisco and Oakland. So keep that in mind, a little programming change there for the Monty Williams show. A lot of good stuff planned for that program. Of course, centered around our longest visit of the week with the Pelicans head coach and of course don't forget to follow me on twitter i'll keep you updated on all things pelicans throughout the day and tonight at sean kelly live okay let's turn our attention to football when we come back from this next time out we'll visit with kenny albert from the nfl on fox All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. 
and we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing touchdown Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Time to get into our football conversation as we do on Thursdays. It's a visit with the voices, and we'll start off with Kenny Albert. Of course, you know him from the NFL on Fox, also the voice of the New York Rangers, also working with the New York Knicks at times as well. Kenny, good to see you again. Good to be with you, Sean. Um, we're very curious as to where things stand with the NFL in an overall state in this last month. Obviously, the Saints have something to play for, and um, I want to pick your brain on that game in a moment. But if you were to try and pick for me maybe the more intriguing storylines across the league now with just a couple of weeks left, what is jumping out to you most as you get ready for your final games of the season? Well, Sean, I think you know this is always such a, a fun time of the year uh, in the NFL with, with four games left. And I think there are 21 teams now within a game of a playoff spot. So the races are, are you know certainly uh, hitting crunch time. And, and for the Saints, as your listeners are certainly aware, um, you know, it's, the division is right there for the taking. And I know they have a huge game with Atlanta coming up in a couple of weeks, but uh, they want to get back on, on a winning track at home this week against Carolina. And, you know, from our crew's perspective, uh, myself along with Daryl Johnston and Tony Saragusa, uh, we've, we've seen a nice cross-section of the league the last few weeks. Uh, we were in Indianapolis this past week for the Colts and the Redskins, and Andrew Luck put on quite a show after – two early turnovers through five touchdown passes, as Drew Brees did as well. Um, the week before that, we were up in Minnesota for Green Bay, and uh, the Vikings defense did a nice job against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, but, but Green Bay came away with the win. Uh, we saw Dallas in London about a month ago. So, um, you know, we, we've had a nice look at, at some of the top teams, whether it's Philly, Dallas, Green Bay, Indianapolis. We had New England in, in, in Buffalo about a month and a half ago. So, uh, there, there should be some great races down the stretch, and we're certainly looking forward to coming to New Orleans for the first time this year uh, for the game this weekend. If we were to put it into college football terms here, Kenny, um, could you pick a number one seed for me at the moment? You know, I, I think it's it's fluctuated a little bit. Um, you know, in the in the NFC, uh, I think you have to look at uh, the way Green Bay's playing and and Philadelphia going into Dallas and coming away with the big win on Thanksgiving. Out west, uh, Seattle, uh, with their win on Thanksgiving in San Francisco. And um, we've seen the Seahawks a couple of times this year as well. I, I didn't mention the game that we had in Kansas City three weeks ago uh, where the Chiefs actually beat the Seahawks, but Seattle's turned it around since then. So I, I think it's hard. And, and then over in the AFC, you know, you have to look at Denver and, and New England and Indianapolis. So I, I know we see those power rankings, Sean, every week, and, and things have changed. Uh, on the top, you know, on, on a weekly basis. So it should be, like I said, a lot of fun down the stretch. And, you know, if the, if the Saints do get in, um, having that home game, you know, despite their record, we saw what uh, what Seattle did against the Saints four years ago in the playoffs when, when the Seahawks made uh, you know, won the division at 7-9 and nine and, and hosted the playoff game and wound up eliminating the Saints. So you, you could be looking at a similar situation with the Saints either at or under 500 hosting a team with a better record in, in four weeks. Great point. And, and, and you're so right. You're not lying. You've, you've seen a variety of teams and games here in uh, recent memory. Um, Kenny, have you, has you, have you and your crew had a favorite game already this year? 
That's a great question. Um, you know, uh, there are a couple of them that stand out, but I, I think the one that might stand out above the others um, is is uh, Seattle-St. Louis. And, and that was the game in St. Louis where the Rams pulled off an unbelievable fake on, on the punt return, if you remember. Um, mm-hmm. uh, John Ryan, the Seattle punter, uh, St. Louis felt, you know, by watching film that, that in, in a certain area of the field he always punted to the left side, uh, the right side if you're the receiving team, but, but his left side. And, and the Rams, you know, studied the film all week, and, and they put together the return where uh, Tavon Austin, the return man, was set up on the other side of the field, and he pulled off an unbelievable fake, and the punt went to the other side, but all the, all the Seahawks went to their right, and, and the ball went the other way, and Stedman Bailey wound up uh, catching the punt and took it 90 yards for a touchdown, and uh, the, the Rams wound up, upsetting the Seahawks in that game and St. Louis also uh pulled off yet another fake punt later in the game so two two terrific special teams plays so uh that one stands out uh the Kansas City win over Seattle was a terrific game uh we also had the Dallas Jacksonville game in London uh which you know the game certainly wasn't memorable from a football standpoint because the Cowboys blew out the Jaguars but just the entire experience you know going going out to London uh, for the second time as a crew that was a lot of fun and uh, you know, hopefully we can add this week's. Uh, you know, we've done a lot of special games down in New Orleans, and um, when when they play divisional teams, you know, they always see, seem to be great matchups. So, uh, hopefully, we can add this week's to the list. You know, it's the unexpected that makes a day at the office pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure is, and you know, you certainly know that from working two sports, uh, football and basketball, and you never know what you might see. I mean, last week in Indy, you know, Luck gets sacked and fumbles the ball on the first play, and then he throws an interception on the second series. But all of a sudden he comes back and, and has an incredible day against the Redskins. And, um, you know, we don't, we don't get to AFC cities very often. So uh, that, that game was a lot of fun as well. So give me your thoughts then. Uh, as you mentioned, this weekend uh, could be, you know, <laughs> you never know with these two teams, and especially with the Carolina team that just can't seem to get out of its own way these days. Kenny, what are some of the things that you're zeroing in on here on this Thursday? Well, well there are certainly uh, – there's no shortage of storylines, as you know, with uh, everything coming out of, of both cities over the past few weeks with, with the Saints losing the three straight home games and then uh, going in and picking up a big win in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, you had all the Sean Payton and Rob Ryan stuff last week, which obviously uh, gets gets blown up, uh, you know, due to what you see on television. And uh, Carolina coming in this week in desperate need of a victory, um, six straight losses, they haven't won since October 5th. They started the season 3-2. and two. You know, it looked pretty good, but haven't won since then, starting with that tie game in Cincinnati and then the six losses. But, you know, amazingly, if the Panthers are to win this week, and depending on what Atlanta does, Carolina could be a game out of first place, which, which is, uh, you know, hard to fathom for a team with only four wins in December. But uh, we did see it four years ago, you know, that, that year when Seattle won the division at 7-9 and nine out west. We had a game. It was Seattle and San Francisco. Week 16, both teams were 5-9 and nine with a chance to win the division. So, um, you know, it has happened before. And, and from a Panthers standpoint, uh, for Cam Newton, it's certainly been an up-and-down season, more downs as of late. Um, you know, a, a, a new receiving core with Steve Smith leaving after last year, a bunch of injuries on the offensive line. They've gone with, you know, a different set of five now for the last seven games. Running back D'Angelo Williams banged up with the hand injury, and they have some injuries on, on defense as well. So, uh, we'll see. You know, again, it's a division battle, and uh, the Saints, you know, they'll be raring to go, uh, looking to get 
back in the win column at home. Kenny, if I were to sit you and Moose and Tony in a room together, what would be the consensus amongst the three of you about Cam Newton right now? That's, that's a great question. Um, you know, we haven't seen Carolina in person this year. We haven't had a chance to sit down and, and chat with Cam. Um, you know, you look at our game last week with, with Washington replacing RG3 with Colt McCoy, and, and you think back to, uh, you know, just two, three years ago and the seasons that RG3 and, and Cam Newton both had, and this Carolina team, a 12-win team last year. But, um, you know, again, Newton started uh, the season with the rib injury, missed that first game behind the eight ball a little bit. Carolina did win that opening week in Tampa. But um, it's probably a, a better question to ask us Saturday night after we sit down and meet with Cam and, and Ron Rivera and some of the other coaches uh, with Carolina once they get into town. But um, looking forward to it, you know, as we always do, uh, sitting down not only with uh, – the Panthers on Saturday, but with the Saints tomorrow. And um, always fun talking to Sean Payton and Rob Ryan and, and Drew Brees to get their perspective on things as well. All right, so fair enough on the Cam Newton thing. But uh, when you do sit down with the Saints staff tomorrow, um, what do you want to ask? Well, Sean does a great job whenever we meet with him. He pretty much uh, uh, goes through, you know, the entire roster and, and gives you sort of a, a thumbnail on, on each guy. You know, will take the starters on offense and defense and then some of the key guys amongst the reserves. And, and he really gives you a, a good big picture um, on, on his team. And, and we haven't done a Saints game since week two in Cleveland. You know, obviously we follow them and watched a lot of the previous games, including last week in Pittsburgh. But he, he does a great job with us as far as uh, just, just giving us the rundown on what's taking place. And uh, then with Drew, you know, he'll go through – uh, his receivers and, and what he thinks is working. And, um, you know, Rob Ryan, again, always fun to talk with. And, and Goose has a relationship with the Ryan family. He played for Rex in Baltimore. So um, really one of, one of the teams that we really look forward to sitting down and meeting with. He's one of the best. He's Kenny Albert from the NFL on Fox. As always, it's a big, big boost when we get you on the program, Kenny. I really appreciate you coming on with us this week. Well, Sean, I appreciate it. Always fun to chat with you and, and see you down at the Saints facility. And, I know you're out west now, but I uh, look forward to seeing you over the weekend. Have an outstanding travel. Uh, as we understand, well, you'll have great weather when you hit New Orleans this weekend, so enjoy your visit. Well, that's good to hear, and have a good trip back east, and we'll see you on Sunday. Thank you very much. Kenny Albert with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Our visit with the Voices continues with the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, in just a moment. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. 
Our thanks again to Kenny Albert from the NFL on Fox. And now our visit with the voices on Thursday continues with the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson. The headliner is anchoring our coverage here today, and he joins us from the uh, undisclosed, the secret game prep bunker to tell us about Saints and Panthers and whatever else is on his mind today. Hello, Jim. Hello, Sean. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Greetings from San Francisco. I know one of your favorite spots in the in the country. What a wonderful place. You're fortunate. I am, and thankfully I won't be out of Candlestick Point today where you've been many times. Yeah, that's really a hellhole. I haven't seen their new stadium there, but uh, I'm anxious to do that. Yeah, Candlestick Park might have been the most difficult place that I've ever experienced in the NFL to get in and out of. So uh, no love lost there that they're not playing out of the, the stick any longer. Yeah, that's true. But the new place, you better bring your wallet, as I understand it. Well, and maybe a sidearm, too. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Well, I'll be in beautiful downtown Oakland a little bit later today for Pelicans and Warriors. Uh, you, my friend, get to stay home this weekend and get ready for Saints and Panthers. And here now, after what is, a, to me, a pleasant surprise from Pittsburgh, there's a renewed bounce in these uh, Saints and their fans as we get ready for this divisional matchup this weekend feel the same way you know going into that Pittsburgh game I was wrong again I gave them no chance just as that giving them no chance against the Packers but it's so funny how uh, how much of a difference just a single victory makes all the concerns that we had about this football team a week ago were erased for the most part against Pittsburgh at least for the week because all the things they had been failing at they got good at again and so it uh, gives you new hope for the the final quarter of the season it's just been an amazingly uh, incredible journey for the Saints and for everybody in the NFC South. I mean, you got the Panthers here are 3-8-1. and one. They haven't won since October 5th when they hosted Chicago. Uh, they are on a seven-game losing streak, an eight-game winless streak, and yet they're still in the race in the NFC South. Uh, and that's unbelievable to me. I mean, it, but, but I think, though, isn't this what the NFL's wanted all along? Even for a team that's been on such a rotten stretch, they're still on December the 4th, hope for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, and that's uh, exactly what they hoped for. They would love to have um, 32 teams or right around 500 to make it interesting. One thing the NFL did in recent years was to backload the, the final four games of the schedule with divisional opponents to try to keep people interested in trying to make them meaningful games instead of a lot of no-shows because your team has been uh, out of the race for weeks. And that's true of the Panthers as well. If they've got uh, New Orleans on Sunday, then they host Tampa, they uh, host Cleveland, then they go to Atlanta, and of course the Saints have three of their final four against NFC South foes. It's amazing. Kenny Albert just shared with us, uh, Jim, that he, he believes there are 21 teams that are in it, uh, you know, as far as either holding or near a playoff spot or within a game of it. 21 teams out of the 32. That's exactly what the NFL wants. So when you look at uh, Saints-Panthers this weekend, Jim, obviously you almost have to ignore what they've all been through because you have to focus in on what's at stake for them this week. Is that, is that a fair way to do it? Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously the Panthers are desperate. They've been playing so poorly uh, to lose to the Vikings as they did a week ago. Their offensive line remains a shambles. Um, they're not getting much out of their passing game. Cam Newton is an enigma, having the worst season of his career. Um, they've made changes in their defense. I mean, they, they waived a starting cornerback this week because of his play against the Vikings. They'll probably sit a free safety this week. Same sort of thing happened to that secondary when the Saints played them uh, way back on October 30th. So they're pretty much a team in disarray, but in this season you can never discount anyone. But 
they've started very slowly, suffered the, uh, the fate of having two punts blocked for touchdowns in the first half by the Vikings. And uh, it's the first time that's happened um, since 1990, as I'm doing my research here. The first team since uh, 1990 in the NFL to have two punts blocked for touchdowns in the same game. So uh, their special teams have been a shambles. Another interesting statistic, at least to me, and I'm not sure exactly what kind of context you put it in, but you look at the Saints, the Saints are the number one offense in the NFL in third-down conversion rate, and they are the worst defense in the NFL at stopping teams on third down. Isn't that amazing? I, you know, it, it's it's the thing, though, that, that played out in Pittsburgh to some extent, especially through the first two quarters. I mean, that that was the case study if you're looking at that con- or looking for context in those two numbers. That's true. And, you know, Roethlisberger's injury was a big part of that, but he really wasn't throwing the ball well prior to that. And that's a game I never figured for them to win because, as you're looking back, I've done a story for uh, some people at First American Bank, as I work in another plug here. I'd written a story for them on a quarterly basis about uh, how the NFL arranges schedules. And, you know, everybody says how difficult it is to play a team coming off a of bye week. But it's really 50-50. The only time that you substantially decrease your chances of winning are when you go on the road to take on a team playing at home coming off a bye week. Of course, that was the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. Right. That plays right into it, no doubt. And so when you look back at that and you look now at the, at the, um, the matchup this weekend, have the Saints, have they reached somewhat of a steady state here? Because, you know, we're not having those wild injury lists, at least early in this week. And, Jim, you know, you saw some of the new faces start to settle in a little bit against Pittsburgh. Is this, is this the steadiest the Saints have been in a while? I think that's a good point, Sean. You look at the injury list, and now they're starting to get people back, um, and that's certainly going to help Kyrie Robinson being the main, the main one. They didn't seem to suffer any significant injuries last week against the Steelers, so this is the time of the year when you'd like to feel healthier because so many teams aren't. And so I think that's going to be a, a certainly something that's going to help the Saints through the final quarter of the season, at least you would hope so. Jim, is the key this weekend getting out in front? Because seemingly the Panthers have played from behind in almost all of these losses during this streak, and they cannot come back with the way that their offensive line is built right now and the way that Cam Newton's playing. So is that on your radar? Yep, exactly so, Sean. I think you hit it right on the head there. They've had a very difficult time uh, scoring early. Uh, they were down to the Vikings because of those two block punts. Looking back to this, the time when the Saints played them, looking back through my notes that game against Carolina, you might remember the Saints turned the ball over twice in the first quarter in Carolina, and the Panthers got no, uh, got no points out of it. Cam Newton's really struggling. The, the running game figures to be hurt a bit by the absence of D'Angelo Williams. Their offensive line is a shambles. They really don't have any playmakers on the outside except for Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, the, the, the core of wide receivers might be as bad as any in the NFL, um, discounting Kelvin Benjamin. So, um, yeah, this is a team that you want to get out on top of early. Usually when you take on struggling teams, you always hope to do that, and so seldom you do. But, yes, yeah, certainly that will be a point of emphasis this week because they don't have much firepower. Jim, what do you take away from the first meeting from these two teams, and does any of it apply here this weekend? Well, the one thing that I take away from it is I think it's kind of interesting that the Saints were coming off that short week, uh, going played, having played Sunday night against the Packers, and then having to go to uh, Carolina to play on Thursday night. The only team in the NFL that was asked to accommodate that sort of schedule, and they won. Then last week you play on a Monday night and play poorly against Baltimore. 
Then you have to go uh, on a short week to Pittsburgh with the holiday in between, and the Saints win again. So um, I, I think probably of all the crazy things that have happened this season, if you were to tell Saints fans, okay, with one quarter left in the season, you're going to be fighting a losing streak, yeah, that, that would be on the road. No, that losing streak's at home, but you'd have a winning streak going, well, that would be at home. No, that's on the road. So uh, it's just been a, a crazy season, but the Saints certainly need to reestablish their home field advantage, and this is a good time to do it. If they do that this weekend, if they reestablish that home field advantage, of course, because you've got that home game against Atlanta still to come, but after the win in Pittsburgh, if they were to take care of Carolina this weekend, would you be able to stand out on a limb, whether it be thick or thin, and say the Saints are going to the playoffs? Well, um, no, I wouldn't be willing to as yet. But if you look down the rest of the schedule, and I said this on Monday, you could foresee, I think, very easily a scenario where the Saints could have an opportunity to clinch the NFC South when Atlanta comes to town uh, in two weeks on the 21st of December. Because the Saints' schedule down the Final Four games is uh, considerably weaker, I would think, than the Falcons, who now have to go to Green Bay and play on Monday night. If you, if you figure they lose that and the Saints win, so the Saints are up by a game, and then they've got to host Pittsburgh. So maybe if the Saints, even if the Saints lose at Chicago and, and, and they were to, to win against Pittsburgh, you have an opportunity to establish a two-game lead with one to go in defeating Atlanta here. So that's a distinct possibility. And I would like the Saints' chances if that were the case. All right. I didn't mean to put you out on the spot there, but I thought mm, just see if you were kind of thinking that direction or not. <laughs> not yet. Not, not, not in this season. We hope for an easy call for you, or at least an exciting one, one that we will all enjoy on Sunday afternoon. All the best, Jim. Thanks, as always, for coming on with us. All right, Sean. Be safe. Thank you. Jim Henderson, the voice of the Saints, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Back in a moment. I'm Tom Richards. I'm 35 years old, vice president of sales at a regional paper company. Six months ago, we decided to transition to one of those cool collaborative open space offices. So now I sit in the open next to three other sales managers, which means there's nothing separating me from... (coughs) Not getting Carl's nasty cold and missing a sales opportunity this winter? That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the Immune Builder Smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to stay healthy this winter. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Give the gift of Pelicans basketball this holiday season with the Pelicans Holiday Pack, presented by Adidas. This package includes a ticket to see the Pelicans take on the Lakers and Bulls and starts as low as $45. Plus, if you're one of the first 250 orders, you'll score a $20 gift card to the Pelican Shop by Adidas, located at the Smoothie King Center. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your Pelicans Holiday Pack today. Ho, ho, ho! Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com, your first stop when following your teams. Hey, don't forget, tonight's broadcast of the Monty Williams Show starts at 9 Central as opposed to 8 Central on 105.3 WWL-FM. Then at 9.30 Central, it's Pelicans at Warriors from out here in the Bay Area at Oracle Arena. That, of course, is yours across the entire Pelicans radio network, also available through your Pelicans mobile app. And uh, we're hoping for a real fun time tonight before heading off to Los Angeles to see the Clippers and Lakers later on this trip. I'm Sean Kelly in uh, San Francisco from the Team Hotel here at the St. Regis. I want to say a special thanks, of course, to our big-time guests today. That, of course, would be Kenny Albert from the NFL on Fox and Jim Henderson, the voice of the Saints. 
Ongoing Saints coverage, of course, at NewOrleansSaints.com, anchored by John DeShazer. More tomorrow on the Saints and Panthers uh, in this format, the Black and Blue Report. Daniel Salerson will be your host, and we've got plenty more to bring you as we lead you up until kickoff on Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Hope all of you have a great rest of your Thursday, no doubt about that. Help us spread the word. Uh, Our numbers continue to rise, and uh, we uh, are finding great pleasure in bringing you very specific Saints and Pelicans coverage here on this podcast. So keep up the good work, and as always, we appreciate your listenership. We'll uh, talk to you next time, uh, certainly from Studio B with Daniel Salerson tomorrow. Otherwise, I'll see you on the radio tonight here from Oracle Arena in Oakland, California. I'm Sean Kelly. We'll see you next time right here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.